This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good morning and thank you for joining us for the program. My name is Mike Flick. I'm the pastor of Bible Baptist Church in Pachastrum. And I'd like to preach to you today out of John chapter 8 and verse number 47. Jesus says here, He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because you're not of God. And this morning we're going to talk on this topic about how to hear the voice of God. I have had this question many times in my life. And the longer I go in the ministry, this is a question I get more and more often from people. Preacher, I want to find the will of God, but how do I know God is speaking to me? Now, let me say this at the beginning. There are so many things that God can say to you specifically, right? It is impossible for me to cover all of them. You understand, when it comes to the will of God, the specific will of God, who should you marry? What job should you take? Should you be a preacher? Should you go into the ministry? Uh, Should you live in this city and not that city? You understand, those particulars, I could not possibly begin to cover all of them. I'm going to give you a general approach to help you know whether or not you're hearing God's voice. John 8 verse 47, it, it says here, He that is of God heareth God's words. Now this, in the first part of that verse, we already get a key component to understanding this subject. You need to be of God. If you are of God, the Bible says, you will hear God's words. The last part of the verse reinforces this. Ye therefore hear them not, Because you're not of God. If a person is not of God, then even when God begins to speak, they're not going to recognize the message. Now I know, what does it mean to be of God? Now in John chapter 17, we have a passage here where Jesus is praying to the Father, and He's he's talking about the world, but still more, you're going to see see the same phrase used, and I think it's going to shed some light on how to understand this idea of being of God. So listen here, in John 17, verse 14, Jesus said, I have given them thy word. Now this is Jesus talking to the Father about the disciples. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Jesus continues in verse 15, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. All right, Jesus has made it clear the disciples, just like he himself, they are not of the world. Jesus gave the disciples the words of the Father, the words of God. What did the disciples base their life on? the words of God. How did Jesus go about His earthly life? By the Father's words. Anything the Father told Him to say or do, Jesus did it. That's what it means to be of God. God, you tell me what to do. I will base my life off what you say. What does it mean to be of the world? I'm going to live my life the way the world tells me to do it. So what does the Apostle Paul tell us in Romans chapter 12? Verse number two, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good 
and acceptable and perfect will of God. Preacher, I want to know what does God want me to do in this situation and in that situation? How do I find the will of God? You need to hear God's voice. How do you do that? You need to be of God. So here's one overarching general principle that should always be true. I am going to take what God has already shown me. I'm going to take the already confirmed words of God and I'm going to change whatever is necessary in my life to bring it in line with what God has said. That is the man. The man who looks at the words of God and trembles. In Isaiah 66 and verse 2, the Bible said God looks at that man. God pays special attention to that guy. And he knows that guy has his spiritual ear tuned to God's voice. That man can pick up on the still small voice of God because he knows that without God speaking to me, I don't have structure in my life. I want God to determine and dictate every thought, every word, every decision. I want it to be shaped and molded by the words of God. Job said it so well in Job 23 verse 12. He said, I esteem the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. This is precisely the lesson that God was trying to teach the Israelites in the wilderness when he fed them with manna for 40 years. He said, guys, I did that to humble you and to prove you and that you might know that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. You need the words of God. You need to hear God's voice in order to shape your life. Without that, you don't have something that's called life. You have something that's called death. He that is of God heareth God's words. So God, I want to hear your voice. I want to know if it's you telling me to marry this person, to take this job, to move to this city, to make these, these decisions and those decisions. And God, I want to know I'm hearing from you. Then you need to pay close attention to what God has already said. Friend, hold on to your Bible. Hold it tightly. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Say, God, I, I, I got to make big decisions and I don't want to make them by myself. I want to acknowledge you in all my ways and let you direct my paths. I want my life to be of you. You say, how's that going to help me determine that what I'm hearing in my heart and mind is actually God speaking to me? Watch this. The more you become familiar with what God has already said, the easier it will become to determine when He is again speaking to you. Now years ago when I was in Bible school, my pastor, he was 77 when I started Bible school. When I graduated, he was 80. And I sat at that man's feet Monday to Thursday night from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. I'd work all day and then go to Bible school all night. And I'd sit there and listen to him for three to four hours a night. Sometimes there'd be another man come and teach as well. The assistant pastor would teach sometimes. But I heard that man teach night in and night out. I'd hear him every Sunday morning. I was there for Sunday school. I was there for the main service. I was there Sunday night again. I heard him during the midweek service. On our, we had midweek service on a Wednesday night. I had so many, this is back in the days of cassette tapes, which some of you are old enough to remember. I had hundreds of his cassette tapes of him preaching 
all the way back in the 1970s and 80s, I had hundreds of hours of this man speaking. Now, I listened to other preachers too. I appreciated a number of different guys, but, but I, I loved my pastor. And I learned so much from him. Listen, I got familiar with his voice. And to this day, if somebody turns on one of his sermons, if I hear his voice on a radio program, because sometimes uh, they play his old sermons on various radio stations, if I hear that voice, it only takes me all of two seconds, and I know, I know, that's, that's my pastor. You know why? Because I listened and I became familiar, and I read his commentaries, I, I got to know his words. And therefore, moving forward, any time in my future, if I hear that voice again, I will know, that's my pastor. That's my pastor. Why? Because I spent a lot of time getting familiar with that voice. Friend, you know what you have in a Bible? You have God's voice written out, dictated to you on paper. You say, but I don't know the sound of it. Listen, there's not an audible sound that's going to come into your ears. As you read these words, these words are not like the words of any other book. These words, they, they are written with the ink of the Spirit of God. I, I know there was a man's hand holding the pen, but he was moved by the Holy Ghost. And as you read these words, these words sink down into your ears and into your heart and, and infiltrate your soul. And you become familiar with how they resonate. And the more you get to know your Bible, the more intimately familiar you become with the voice of God. So much so, you become so sensitive to it. The more Bible you get in you, moving forward, the Holy Spirit only has to whisper the smallest word and your soul immediately picks up on it and says, I recognize that. It's not an audible sound, but I recognize that. That sounds like my God speaking to me. And furthermore, you see the beauty of this. When you think, that is God telling me to do this, to make that decision? You can check that decision with what is already written in the Bible. And listen, if it contradicts something in the Bible, you know that that thought, that consideration is not of the Lord. Do you know how many times Christians could avoid horrible decisions if they simply knew what the Bible clearly says about that particular topic? Friend, if you want to know the voice of God, listen, God wants to speak to you. Oh, He wants to speak to you. John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. God's speaking to you. In Hebrews chapter 3, it says, Today... Today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your hearts. Friends, if you want to hear the voice of God, then the key to that is to be of God. He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because you're not of God. Friend, if you'd like to know more about hearing God's voice, please feel free to reach out to us. You can contact us using the information on our website bbcpotch.com. You're also welcome to follow our YouTube channel, Bible Baptist Potch. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.